week five is in the books. A huge, I mean, a huge divisional win for the Colts this past Sunday. We're going to talk about that. Our Titans friends last week had a lot to say about what they thought was going to happen. And boy, were we all in surprise for what actually happened to include the Jonathan Taylor news. Lots to talk about. But before all that, Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. That's right. Please bring up our sponsor. Let's get that out the way. Absolutely. There we go. DraftKings, it is. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code Six Sports to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that's DraftKings. We love what they're doing for us. Sammy, go ahead and bring that other guy in. It's only one guy tonight, and there he is, the other guy, Big P. What's going on, big dog? What's happening, brother? Ah, it's another, another, another Anvil show. So let's go ahead and hit it. <laughs> That is the official sound. We are in business, as you see below the Sick Podcast Evil Show. Follow us on Twitter, Sick Pod Coats. Definitely, I mean, definitely find us on YouTube. We are trying to get to that monetization number. <laughs> the Fran, 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 Fran had a bit of a uh, wild, wicked turn of events. Uh, so we found out the hard way. I think we, uh, they say, fucked around and found out. <laughs> <laughs> You can say that, uh, but we'll just leave that there. Uh, Big P had to talk me off a ledge, but uh, I'm going to put it to you guys like this. We love what we do. Uh, we are growing each and every week with you guys, so we appreciate that. So continue to support. If you follow us on Facebook, all nearly 5,000 of you, go ahead and jump over to the YouTube so that we can start to monetize and, and grow even stronger and even better. Uh, so that is what and- I'll say about that. If you don't go to the Colts channel, subscribe. That means you're a Patriots fan. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. And, uh, and yeah, that's not what you. Because you know how Patriots fans are. They're all about themselves. <laughs> and Col- <laughs> and, and Colts, Nation, Colts Nation is all about family. And we've that's done right. nothing but bring everybody in as family. We don't this call you guys fans. We don't call you guys followers. We don't call you nothing but family. So, my Colts family supports your other guys. It takes one little button. You ain't, if you don't even like watching it on YouTube, you don't have to. Just subscribe and support your guys. If you don't, then you're a Patriots fan. Just saying. <laughs> what he said. Um, so, before we jump into the show, let's, uh, let's walk back through this past uh, tailgate. Uh, tell us how that went. Unfortunately, I did not get to make it, but... I heard it was one of the better ones. Man, it was off the charts, my friend. I wish you was there because you would you would have just exploded with your energy out there. Hell yeah! But uh, we actually had our one of our tailgate sponsors, Home Gating, 
barbecue sauce come up from Tennessee, cook for us using his barbecue sauce. And my God, that man knows how to cook. I think he yeah. just to eat, though. It doesn't really matter <laughs> who's cooking, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, not give you hey when they cook that damn good, you better give them credit. <laughs> Trust a fat man. Trust a fat man Trust on this fat one. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Already. That sounds like a like a hashtag. Trust a fat man on this one. I like that. That dude. that would be a good T-shirt. Yeah, trust a fat man with my big old head on it. Trust the <laughs> fat man. Oh my goodness! All right. Hey, we go. could start a movie or a TV series called Clyde and the Fat Man. All right, uh, that's where we draw the line there. Okay, so here we are, man. So uh, five weeks, <laughs> five weeks in the absolute bag, and a the season is moving way too fast for me. Slow down, season. It's like watching a child grow, right? We waited a long time to get here. Slow down a little bit, but but after five weeks, surprisingly. And I think that's the fair term to use. We are tied for the division lead with our next opponent, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who unfortunately beat us in week one. But we get a chance to avenge that loss this coming week. So we will definitely jump into, you know, that type of stuff, probably more Thursday. But let's recap this game. And we have to start with the news that was Saturday afternoon. And that was not only was John Taylor going to suit up and play, but he was out of the freaking blue, <laughs> re-signed to a three-year, $42 million extension with $25.6 million guaranteed. Holy hell, who saw that coming? Especially after Chris Ballard had been so vocal about we're not paying anybody this year, basically based on how we performed last year. So... But like he always is, he is a man of his word, and he paid his guy, right? And so we got Thank you. absolutely we got to like, you know, see the return, and and we knew he's going to be on the snap count. So I, I think it would be, you know, saying it would be kind of kind of lofty or, or just kind of like wishful thinking to think he was going to have a big role in his game. End up only oh. five totes, but his counterpart. <laughs> Zachary Moss, who knew he would have the game of his career, 23 carries, 156 yards, uh, 165 yards, I'm sorry, a 56-yard TD, two TDs on the day. Uh, That's like, what, 30 or 40 in the air? Something like that? I think three receptions for about 30 yards. Dude played lights out. Lights out. And he absolutely said, hey, I get it. This is 28's big return, but don't forget about 21. 21, can you do something for me? (laughs) (laughs) He did. Let's go, Zach Moss. Let's go. Hey, well, you brought that up. Let me ask you this. Do you ever see JT and Moss being in the backfield together? Man, in the Shane Steichen offense, hell yes. Yeah, baby. Who knows what kind of craziness. Yeah, that's got me excited. Uh, it w- I would have been more excited if Anthony was back there with well. the threat of his legs. <laughs> and then there's that. I was trying to like hold off. I was trying to be on a really, really. High I know. I'm sorry. Before we it, got to it's, been, it's been trying to ooze out all fucking week. That's weird. <laughs> I don't even like that. Something's been trying to ooze out all week. That's really strange. Matter of fact, you get another one. 
What? How bullshit? That's bullshit. Oh. I thought okay. I was getting a double Omaha. No, one. not double. <laughs> but that's a weird place to put people and their thoughts. Just trying to ooze out all week. Yeah, matter of fact. Omaha! <laughs> It is sinus infection season. Yeah, that's fucking gross. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, so since someone had to mention that. (laughs) Well, first off, before we even go into Anthony Richardson and his AC joint, let's also talk about the other big time performers, right? Like, let's talk about your guy, as you said on the last week's show, you thought would have a big day. Joshua Downs. Six catches for 97 yards with a big 38-yard pass from Anthony Richardson to kind of really get it going. That kid showed that he is a nightmare, like, coming out of the – I mean, and this is what we talked about on that previous show. Um, We're talking with with Titans. I said, look out for these weird formations that that Shane will throw at you, lining people up in the backfield that are wide receivers, putting them in motion, coming in big horseshoe loops, all kind of shit. And they got the matchups they wanted with Josh Downs and exploited them all day. And that kid showed like he's going to be a player. Man, did you see the separation he got on every single every route? Every single route, bro. Holy cow. Big facts. Big facts. I mean, that's like just uh, Justin Je- or what Minnesota kid. Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. The way he he can just magically get separation. And I see this in Josh Downs now. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. We got us one here, boys. It's it's the – and to me, it's like like the speed interval changes. Because off the line, like, you know, he'll give you a little shoulder shimmy and then, like, stutter step into something that's like a, a drag route and then accelerate out the drag route, like, as you're trying to, like, cover him. So he's just kind of, like, you know, mosing his way across the middle of the field. Then – speeds out of that and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit like he's away from me <laughs> and i think the what? linebackers found out the hard way <laughs> yeah Fuck i've never I, I, i've never claimed to be an offensive minded guy you know especially being in the trenches all my life and you know heavy on defensive side of the ball but what you were just saying how he breaks i mean when he breaks, he doesn't break into like a post route or, you know, anything like that. It's something I have never seen before. Yes. These new Ma- maybe, I mean, if you guys are watching and, and you're listening and, and you know what the hell I'm talking about, but you've seen it, put some comments in there and, and straighten my head out because I'm just perplexed by this kid. Yeah. It's like, it's very untraditional stuff where it's like, I mean, the concept might end up being one of the, the the regular, you know, route tree routes, but it's it's how you're getting into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of chemistry, a lot of timing because they're not just speed routes anymore. It's like, you know, kind of shimmy shake and show this movement and reverse out of this. And then then you sprint across the field like it was some crazy Half step shit. to the right, you know, <laughs> yeah, reverse no. the field, <laughs> all right. kinds of crazy shit. I'll tell yeah. you, man. Shane has got this offense fun again. Yeah, we're humming, bro. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're showing that. And, and and that's what's wild. I mean, every now and then we'll have the occasional three and out. Or I feel like we'll just call, like, a like a group of plays that didn't really, like, coincide with one another. But for the most part, like, watching this all season, like, we can move the ball whenever we damn near feel like it. You know what I mean? Like, if they come out and be like, hey, we need a drive here, like, it's like we're getting that drive. You know, the, so. the only, I'm not going to say dead offense, but slow offense that I've seen so 
far is in that Rams game that just in just the first first yeah, half. We, we didn't yeah, have- I mean it's like we couldn't figure nothing out in that game, but coming out of halftime, everything went back to normal. We moved the ball, right. we scored, we you know we tied the score, took it into OT. So right. yeah, it's I tell you what, coach football is fun again. It is definitely fun to watch, and uh, again, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to extend how long. Uh, I'm guess I'm gonna extend and extend this podcast until we get to Anthony. So I want to talk about all the other good stuff, but we got to talk about the other side of the ball. Now we talked about the negatives, which I feel like we were all dead on. I mean, De- DeAndre Hopkins found he had the best game of the, of his freaking season this year against us because there's yeah. tons and tons of fucking open space to run around and and find holes. So. He did have a monster game. Uh, Tanning Hill, Tanning Hill, though he is Tanning Hill and he hasn't played great, he looked very decent against us because of that shallow coverage we played. Now, I don't want to make excuses, but we had key members out. No Quiddy, no Shaq Leonard. You know, of course, we already lost Dallas Flowers, so there's a, there's a rookie over there uh, and, and Jalen Jones and that type of thing. But, hey, you play with who you got. But I'll say this. This is one thing I wanted to bring up. Um Julius Brents has been playing out of his mind, but I but I'm going to say this though. This is the wild part. If you go back and watch, ever since he's touched the field, he has absolutely made a play on the football nearly every attempt he's had. But he's had some incredible, and I mean incredible, incredibly bad luck as far as people making miraculous catches on him. Like if you watch the the instant replay, like his hand is usually in a position where the ball should be separated. Like he's grabbing a wrist. Um, he actually has his hand on the, on the actual football and the other guy has it on there. I, I remember in the Rams game, he had back-to-back passes where no kidding. The dude just made an incredible catch. Even with Deandre Hopkins, Deandre Hopkins was fighting him off the whole time. One time he caught the ball and, and literally I'm like, I don't know how he, he caught that because Brent's had his whole hands in there. So I say that to say, for all that we are giving up in the passing game, like Brent is going to, those plays are going to start breaking his way. I just hope that he's not having any kind of like, you know, how you get down on yourself. Yeah. Like, damn, like because he's, he's there. No, <laughs> like, sure, he's surely not. Crazy. Surely, surely, you know, when they go back into the film room, you know, on Monday, and, you know, it, they coach him up and like, Hey man, you, you was right there. You, you did there, perfect. your technique was, you know, spot right. on. It was a fluke that he caught it, t- you know, man. maybe next time, you know, yeah. kick him in the back of the head or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cause he's had some tough, I mean, when I say yeah. tough breaks, like, you know, I've been watching these games and so they'll show the replay and I'm like, bro, how the hell did this dude catch this? Like, I mean, one time in the Rams game, like literally the ball is thrown and he's pulling down the guy's wrist and some kind of way the football is locked on on a pull down wrist and and he got a hand like this trying to trap it i'm like how is that even possible you know on a big third down you know what i mean so i i like that he's in on every play like that and i just hope that he keeps his confidence up cuz those are going to start being ppus um, absolutely absolutely yeah i i don't man the seeing the way he plays and just kind of his demeanor about him I don't see anything ra- like that rattling this kid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I really that. don't. And, and if it does, surely the coaches are going to pick up on it, you know, yeah. and, and coach him out of it. Because yeah. you've hit it on the head. He's where he's supposed to be. 
Exactly. His hands are where they're supposed to be. Right. He hits the ball. It just a it it takes a fluke bounce. Yeah. And long. You know, he's rangy. He's able to recover. Like, yeah, like he should have had a pick. He should have had a pick. But yeah, I think he he had a little bit early liftoff. Um, and so he just kind of misjudged it. So he should have had a pick in the end zone um on Sunday. But then I mean, we gotta give kudos to the front seven stand up defense. 43 yards given up in the running game and on a huge fourth and one that could make or break the game, starting with Defoe getting D Derrick Henry around the ankles and Zach or Zaire cleaning it up. That defense was, was playing football when it came to, Hey, today we're taking a stand. Number 22 is not going to have his way with us. And yeah, I Zai it from the first snap, Zaire is going to be forever known as the Kingslayer now. Yeah, bro, that was that dude. Was, that was, he had another twelve yeah. tackles, sixty nine for the year. The dude is going ape shit. It's only yeah. week five. He has sixty nine tackles. So I somebody made a case. <laughs> First of all, there's a bunch of I don't know ridiculous humans in the world. Somebody said something along the lines of everybody always get called up in tackles. Like just because you got a lot of tackles, I'll make you a good football player. Well, what are they doing? <laughs> are they playing tag out there? Are they playing? Flag hey. football, what, what the fuck's going on here? Okay, but if they weren't making the tackles, they would they be, be a bad. Exactly. But, come on. That's, it's, it's, that's it was, just stupid. Whoever said that, take it back. Don't ever spit <laughs> it back out into the world. I, that, is, that is just fucking it was, stupid. It was in one of the Facebook groups, man. I was like, I had to read it twice. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, 69 tackles in five weeks. Now, mind you, they get a full 17 games now. 18 weeks and full 17 games. Okay. So... I'm sorry. Did you get a chance to go back and look at the highlights? Watch the highlights of that game? Uh, not not in its entirety. Uh, anybody that's listening to me, do this. Okay. Go back, watch the highlights, and focus on the offensive line, especially Will Fries. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. friggin' manhandled Simmons the entire game. These are you know I give give big Will Fries. Some love right there because he played his ass off. And Sim Simmons is a one-man wrecking crew. He I don't is. give a shit what anybody says. I mean, it, the, the man it really is. And you got Altry on the other side. Come yeah, on. Nice. And I mean, and that was one of the things that we talked about on the pod, like how, how their front seven was really solid. Uh, they mentioned that they wasn't too much worried about a running game and all these other things and shit. <laughs> Should have okay, yeah, like that was, and I mean, who, who I think, Zach, I th I think do that? No one, but he did it. So I, I think Zach listened to that episode and said, "Okay, I got your run game for you, buddy." Maybe, and then on top of that, I mean, again, you play with who you play with, but no Raymond. All right, so we didn't have him on the left side. Um, I feel like we had everybody else though. Right? Was he the only starter? Tackle on the line. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. Kelly, he kind of seemed not hurt, but distracted a little bit. He just had twin and, boys. He probably ain't getting no sleep. <laughs> could be. But, you know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't the whole game, but a couple times I'm just like, why the hell are you just standing there? No, it's yeah. like, you know, you know what I mean? When the camera pans on him, he, yeah. you're just standing there watching the play. and Like, dude, come on. He's definitely probably sleep on his feet. Twin boys, absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, like, so you know, defense, 
though we had all of those passing yards given up and we had Tannehill looking like a solid quarterback for time, they they stepped up and played the way they needed to play when it was time to play that way. Um, so kudos to them. Now, I guess we could finally 20 minutes in talk about <laughs> number five and the, the, the topic we don't want to have. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room, right? Hey, is hey, it, hey, hey, no fat jokes. Fat jokes. Is okay. it concerning that he has technically um been injured in three games that he's played in? And I say technically because in week one it was the very, very end of the game and he had that funky knee thing, whatever. Yeah, missed a few plays. That's it. Yeah. But the concussion in um, Houston, he missed what three and a half quarter or three quarters three quarters and then he missed the following game and then now the ac joint um listen okay i think me and you we discussed this yesterday briefly when we were on the phone um he's a football player man and and this is the shitty part that nobody wants to hear but Mm -hmm. remove peyton manning and remove hell even remove andrew luck from this equation we didn't draft him to be a traditional statue quarterback because if we wanted that he was not our guy we should have moved up and got cj stroud if we wanted that i'm not calling cj stroud a statue but cj stroud is more of a pocket passer the the traditional traditional, yeah and he'll he'll move around to you know continue to play and hey he might even scramble and get him a couple yards but he's not an rpo threat in that situation we drafted a pure pure athlete that we wanted to be someone that's going to be a game changer and he's well on his way but here's what i can't continue to to hear the comparisons between him and andrew luck are leaps and bounds and differences leaps nobody at the beginning of andrew's career no one was blocking for him so either he was trying to make a play via scramble or he was no kidding in a 15 pile car or a 15 car pileup accident (laughs) like that's what it looked like he was running for his life and getting brutalized right and anthony richardson though he's been sacked a few times is not getting brutalized he is yet knock on wood to take a hit where we're like holy shit the offensive line is a problem now they've gotten to him yes or he's tried to scare, scramble away and somebody's, you know, clipped his feet or something. Yes. But when a f- guy is making a football play and just has a shitty fall, that's more that's a football injury than, oh my God, we're going to lose our starting quarterback because no one can block. You look at Joe Burrow's first year and a half, he was getting brutalized, right? Yeah. We're not. Yeah, it, it, I mean, almost to the point where. He could have filed charges against people. <laughs> that was bad. He was getting it was absolutely bad. brutal. And, and that's what Andrew Luck went through too. He was getting yeah. brutalized. But Andrew Luck had what three, four years of that before yeah. you know a line started yeah. doing a little something. And I mean, to commend what Anthony came when Anthony came back in week four against the Rams, he was sliding. He yeah. slid a little bit in this game. He got out of bounds once or twice in the Rams game in this game. He just had an unfortunate fall. Now, when people start talking about he's injury prone and all, this is what also bothers me. Everybody is 
an absolute, you know, critique specialist when they're watching <laughs> on TV. And no, I'm not trying to make this about the athlete, you know what I mean, and somebody who's not an athlete. But here's what I'm also saying. There are violent plays in football. There's no way around that. None. I mean, look at some people talk about Tom Brady, this and that. Well, if the same rules would have been in play, Tom Brady would have missed a lot of time. Why? Because to his own admittance, he said, I probably had 20 concussions in my career. But guess who didn't come out of those games? Because right. that during that era, up until the la- I guess you could say the last three, four, maybe five years of Tom's career, there was no some there was nobody calling down like, "Hey, look at that dude! I think he's you know out on his feet." So to say that he wasn't getting hit, like there's a play when he got hit, I think in a Buffalo game, like his rookie season, where that dude literally almost took his head off. <laughs> he was running and scrambling. You have to find that play, and literally the the safety nearly took Tom Brady's head off, and he popped right up like nothing was wrong. I'm sure he was concussed on his feet. So I say that to say, don't compare past quarterbacks to him. Don't talk. There's never been a, even Lamar Jackson, even Michael Vick, even Jalen Hurts, whoever else you want to Steve Young. There's never been anybody built like Anthony Richardson, moving like Anthony Richardson, playing like Anthony Richardson. So I say that to say, this is something that he's going to have to figure out along with the coaching staff. And definitely us as fans, because we can't sit here and limit. If we limit him to, hey, just be a pocket present quarterback, he's not going to be. He's not going to be what we want him to be. We well, need him you, making plays. What would you? Damn, sorry. What would you say would be an alternative to making him become a pocket passer? And stop with the designed run plays because I've been on this thing on this show before saying I don't like design play run plays for quarterbacks. <laughs> you hold <Because> my answer. <laughs> that's when because because every time I see somebody get hurt, ninety what ninety eight percent of the time it's on those design plays. This was one of them. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna so tell you what would be your answer. Now I know what you're gonna say as far as. You know, he we we brought him in to do this, 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 and this. We can't restrict him on that, and I agree. But there's got to be a fix to it, to where we're not, where he's not getting these fluke hits no more, and these fluke tackles. Well, I think we, I think we already got that, and that was signing Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. You know, emerging into what he's becoming, and so it's going to be, hey, Anthony, this. I mean, we're going to tip our hand probably early in the second quarter, but the RPO is really give the ball up. <laughs> like you're not running unless it's one on one on the edge. You've read it. It's schemed up perfectly. You can beat the edge and you got 10, 15 yards and find a sliding position or get your ass out of bounds. But then the, then the player starts playing timid though. Not like I'm afraid to get hit, but not being the a hundred percent athlete that you want them to be. Cause they're, they're, they're getting told like, get down, get out. Here's what my, here's what my thoughts to that is though. I don't want to see Anthony call me nuts. I don't want to see Anthony Richardson making that type of decision until he's in year 13 and he's 33 years old. <laughs> like he's 21 years old, bro. And well, it's, it's, I, as long yeah. as we're not rupturing kneecaps and 
tearing ACLs or popping Achilles and shit. Like we drafted you to be a game changer, dog. Like we we gonna have to live with some of this, and I don't know what that looks like. But bro, we do, we don't. Um, unfortunately, we don't have Joe Burrow back there. We don't have you know what's another solid quarterback that's not really all that agile. We we don't we have a boy from Chargers. Oh, er, Her, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Like, like those dudes have even Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes is not a freakish athlete. He's just a a, a video game player. He's just gonna make a silly play but he doesn't have freakish athletic ability like not like anthony no yeah anthony is a freak athlete like you cannot take that away from him he's 21 <laughs> like so it's like i, I get it you don't want to see him hurt and all that but let's stop let's stop kidding ourselves thinking that uh what was he coming out of college 52 percent, whatever that was yeah is all of a sudden he's gonna become great being a pocket passer? That's not gonna happen. Not like that. Not overnight. Absolutely not. Overnight. No. Now I tell you, I've put a lot of thought in this, and earlier today on the show, I, I said Coach Steichen has has brought fun back to Colts football. Yes, absolutely. You know, and 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 a lot of it has to do with Anthony Richardson's abilities. Absolutely. So I don't want to stifle him either coach or Anthony, but what I would like almost try to see, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is just stupid and out not to say it, but someone needs to shadow him on those RPOs or those design run plays, you know, like an ogle tree or something out. You know what I'm saying? Somebody fast enough, somebody big enough to take the grunt off of him, you know, and if he sees everything collapsing down stage, right, get out of bounds. You know, you know what I'm saying? And and then you got then you got like Ogletree or Granson, you know, taking those those shots that he would take yeah, but since he, he's out by himself. But he's out running those dudes. Like, I mean, sure, maybe you know, a couple plays look like that, but if he right. gets going, yeah. he's out running those dudes, man. Okay. But in, in this play where he got hurt, I don't know the, the Tennessee guy who did it, but he came Landry. up from he came up from behind. Well, he, he just got had a, he just had a better angle. He did, but he if really you had if you had that shadow in there, he's not hitting that angle. Uh, I don't believe that's a I don't know, something something to think about. Like I said, that's I don't know. I don't know if it's viable. I don't even know if it's possible. No, bad you know, I I just <laughs> I want somebody out there protecting this kid when he's running. It's, damn it, it's not man. It's and it and it's just he's going to have to play football. And I and I I know what that sounds like, but that's why we pay what we pay for Gardner Minshew. And I get it; he's three and zero. And I'm so sick of hearing this shit, bro. Like, no, oh, you don't sit the rookie. No, you don't sit here. Like, there should not be no comparison about. Look, this is the problem that I have, right? And I, and we're almost at time, <clears throat> so I'm gonna make this quick. This is the problem that I have with this every week. For every week that we win, and Gardner's the quarterback, okay. The one thing that we have to really be realistic about is that's always going to be more of a team win than a gardener just came out there and beat you. I, I hate to say this. Nobody's scheming up Gar- Gardner. There's nothing to scheme up. Like, he's a solid backup quarterback. Everybody's scheming up Anthony Richardson, though. See what I'm saying? 
So that's a way different perspective. So it's to take nothing away from Gardner, but we also have not been consistent winning for the like the last four to five years, ever since, you know, uh, Andrew retired. And so it feels good to win. And I can honestly see this. We could honestly have Matt Ryan right now and Matt Ryan come in and won three games and, and our fan base would be like, Oh, start Matt Ryan. Like, what are you fucking <laughs> you talking about? <laughs> like, Knowing what he did all last yeah. year. Love, love your backup quarterback when you actually have one. Cause there's a million teams that wish they had this type. Cause usually when your guy goes down is all oh, shit. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. Oh shit. Now what do we do? Like, Lord forbid if Here something happens. Yeah, if somebody have if something happens to the marquee guys, like a like a Pat Mahomes, who's backing him up right now? I have no idea. If something happens to uh Tua, who's backing him up right now? I have no idea. But I guarantee you, overnight, instantly, those offensive change. Those offenses change immediately. Like immediately, they're like, oh God, like. <laughs> What happened to the Kansas City Chiefs right now? I, nothing. They're, they stink. Well, we have designed it where, A, Gardner knows the system, but Gardner understands his limitations. So, Gardner, if you're watching the differences between Anthony and Gardner play, they're running the same plays basically, but the release is much faster because Gardner gets it. Like, I'm not going to beat anybody with my feet. You know, he did his little, they called it the Gardner shimmy <laughs> where he ran and spun around. No, he, he wasn't beating nobody to the edge, but he did enough. to. So he's elusive enough to, to keep plays alive, but he understands like he's not an RPO threat, right? He knows that. Absolutely. But he's got touch on the football. He's so got that, experience. Like, yeah, he's a solid player. But the big difference between him and Anthony is look at the Baltimore game. How many times did that dude come off the corner and just light Gardner up? Because oh, yeah. he, put, he he never felt that presence yeah. coming down on him. Now go back and watch Anthony. He could he feels it. He it's just something he's different. That's what I'm saying. And so let's not as fans, let's not make this like this internal controversy. Like that shit is ridiculous, man. Like I that really yeah, bothers leave that me. shit for the Cowboys and the Patriots and and those jackass people. Because here's the other thing. This and this is what we'll do. I promise you, this is what we'll do. So you take Jonathan Taylor. He's listed as RB one going into Jacksonville. Now, let's say he actually gets RB one time, RB one totes, and let's say he's not going to come out the gate averaging what currently Zach Moss is averaging. Immediately, people are like, "Oh, that's why you we should sign that JT. We should just keep that. stop it." <laughs> like he should have gave up money to Moss. JT and Zach Moss are not the same, but JT with a healthy Zach Moss makes him even better. So let's and not I, start I, I, I one for one in players. I think it goes the same way over to Moss too. You know, a, a yeah. good healthy JT is going to make him better as well. Yeah, they had two completely different running styles. You can call the same plays, but do them differently. Like, like Zach Moss is more of an in-between the tackle guy, and he showed he has a little burst, right? Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Taylor is an in, in-between the tackle guy, power guy that has a lot of burst. So we can call edge plays for him. There's a lot of things you can do. So like we talked about, you know, before joining Sick Podcast, we talked about on their show, like, you have to look at how all the elements of the squad come together. And we talked about this last year. And so now you're about to see 
unfortunately, two-thirds of what that looks like. So you'll see Zach, you'll see Jonathan, but we won't see Zach, Jonathan, and AR. Because you see Zach, Jonathan, and AR all in the same thing. Imagine with like like 12 personnel or something. So you got two tights, two running backs and him. Jesus Christ, that's just as dangerous as having four wide. Because shit, like I don't really want any one of these dudes running the ball. This is scary shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So those are the kind of things that I'm thinking about. Um, but as a fan base, let's continuously commend Gardner for what he's doing. And push Gardner. But if Gardner Minshew right now was our like in between quarterback, saying that we don't have Anthony on the roster, like he's just, he's just one of those quarterbacks that's just right here. And that's our guy. This fan base would not feel the same way. No, so absolutely not. We, we, we feel the way we feel because we know we have a star in number five. So I hope. Yeah, and, it, and just because you see, the Patriots fans screaming, put Zappy in, put Zappy in, <laughs> you know, when, when Mac is doing bad. And then you see Dallas fans saying the same thing about yeah, well, uh, Dak and uh, Brush. Yeah. You know, it, you're just mimicking bad fan bases. Stop it. Yeah. Like, Stop when, it. Re- really analyze, you right. know, what's going on, what needs to happen, what did just happen. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and we're working, man. We're not, you know, yeah. Stephen King's. And I mean, we just so we just signed Kelly Kellen Mond. He's the he's in. I guess he's gonna come in and be the third stringer. So it'll be like Ellinger. So I guess it'll go Gardner, Ellinger, and Mond. But we technically haven't put Anthony on uh, IR yet either. So who knows? Four to six weeks, maybe longer. Second opinion coming. The whole thing. Sprained AC joint level three sprain is what it is um but i say all that to say like you know yes we are in good hands with gardner but he is not the franchise quarterback and i think we just have to learn to live with that and injuries do not cost a quarterback their position shouldn't cost anybody their position um now unless those injuries are like long long steading so you know you could take like saquon barkley missing about two years running okay maybe right like damn we can't wait two years but you have you missed a week here you missed a week there and you're actually playing really well anthony richardson has not gone out of a game and the colts have been getting blown the hell out if there was an opportunity for that it would have been like the first half of the rams game let's say we were playing shitty and then he had an injury and then you know, Gardner comes in, comes all the way back, whatever. But we've seen Anthony come in after playing like shit in the first half and bring this team all the way back to a tie and had a chance to maybe win it in regulation. I just didn't understand the three plays that we called. Like, I don't know, like Shane maybe got too excited. I was like, he called three pass plays right there. That makes no sense. Like we could have, you know, ran, lost some time there. Like, I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other game. But we've seen this kid can can have a lot of resolve and fight his ass back into the game. So absolutely. And we've been yeah. clamoring about that since training camp when we actually got, nice. you know, got eyes on him. You know, each and every one of us has said, Man, this kid's getting better every, every day. Absolutely. And I, I think it was Acosta that said, Yeah, he he got better from the start of practice to the end of practice. Yeah. Right. You know, and he's doing the same thing in games. And you seen you know? the, you've seen his expression. He was not happy that he was injured. Like he was pissed. And yeah. and he wasn't mad at teammates. So I think he was mad at himself. And he's pro- and this is why I said like right now we just got to be very supportive because you don't want a kid to get down on himself. 
Like, fuck. Like, I mean, he's he's a realist. He knows what all the chatter is, right? He mm-hmm. okay, the little the knee thing in game one, the concussion. Now this, like, he hears that, right? He knows what that sounds like. And he doesn't want to be someone that uh, is looked at as being injury prone. Like, look at the dude. He's a f- 6'4", fucking 250 pounds. And, like, I keep getting hurt. Like, he don't want to hear that shit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you and anybody else that's listening to this. If anybody that watches football says this player or that player is injury prone or they say he's made of glass, do never listen to them because <laughs> they do not know fucking football. I'm yeah. sorry, but I've I've been beaten, getting beaten on since he went out Sunday with my phone being blown up. Oh, he's glass. He's this. He's that. No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you don't know football. You don't know what it's like two grown men running 18, 20 miles an hour at each other in a head-on collision. You've never felt that. You've never experienced that. Yeah, well, facts. Because if you did, you wouldn't call somebody injury prone. If you did, you wouldn't say they're made out of glass. If you've experienced these things, regardless, middle school, high school, college, you won't say that because it's a part of the game. These guys, they hit like Mack trucks. When they land, You this injury on, on Anthony, that guy, that guy is 225, 245 pounds. Landing on a shoulder. Yeah, I mean Jesus Christ. And you're gonna say he's made of glass? You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Excuse my language, but I'm so tired of hearing people say, Oh, he's glass or he's injury prone. Look at look at the past injury report, blah blah blah. No, you're a fucking idiot. And if you hear anybody talking like that, walk away because you're gonna get pissed off like I am. Because they're idiots and they don't know the game. Well, you know, fans pay their money or they watch, you know, their team on TV. and That's get, fine. Pay your money, watch the TV, but shut the fuck up because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, I mean, I get it. That's what I'm saying. But it comes from frustration. And I mean, hell, you probably they probably said the same thing about, you know, Tua the last couple of years. And look at him this year. Right. Like, he's, I guarantee you the people who call them glass and this and that and the other, like they ain't saying that loud now. They probably can't wait to start him every Sunday in fantasy. Oh yeah. And, and get them 40, 50 points because he's airing the ball out. But that's neither here or there. But we're way over time and we apologize for that. Way uh, over time. We don't want to and I, I apologize for my language and my my last rant there, but that just get that gets to me, man. Sammy, no, no yelling pat. This is his fault. It is. <laughs> that just gets to me. I mean, let's talk oh, intelligent God. football. Don't. Oh, he's made of glass. That's all you can say. You sound like friggin' Dan Dockage when you say that shit. <laughs> and he's yeah. a and he's an absolute fucking idiot. Or no, Greg Doyle, fucking no, both. <laughs> Super name dropping. Good. Piss on him. What the fuck? <laughs> Omaha. Okay. God, I, I'll <laughs> gladly wear that Omaha, baby. And with that, <laughs> that is. <laughs> Uh, the Sick Podcast episode episode one of this week. Tune in Thursday for more. Uh, Sammy, take us out of here. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.